You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. What is up, y'all? It's your boy, Zeus. Back again for another inspiring episode of Blunt Talk with Zeus. Got some special guests in the house today with me. From Grandma Baker's all the way down in Orange. We got my man, Bob. And say hey. Hey, how's it going? And my main man, Joe. Hey, good afternoon. Man, it's so great to have y'all in studio. They came up and blessed us today. We got so many fantastic things to talk about today, y'all. But before we get into that, man, we're going to start y'all off like we always do. Just want to take a second and let you know. All right, wherever you are right now, whatever you're going through, whatever life has brought to your doorstep in this moment, you are enough. And you matter. Mm-hmm. All right? If you woke up today... If you can hear my voice or not, you are blessed, chosen, and highly favored, and you deserve happiness and success above all else in this life, and we love you. So let's start with that. That's the message right off the rip that we go through. You know we love you. The next thing we're going to do before we get into it is we want to offer you some resources because, of course, everybody's going through different things in this life, right? And some things are easier to talk about than others. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's easiest to just talk to a stranger about whatever you're going through without fear of judgment or worry of anything else like that. And so we have a resource here for you if you're going through tough times. The National Suicide Hotline is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, y'all. They are there for you if you need them. That number is one 800 273 One more time, 1-800-273-8255. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You are not alone. You are loved. And if you need anything, we got you. All right? So those are the resources and tools we want to start off with. Man, Bob, Joe, it is such a blessing to have you guys here, man. Thank you so much for coming through today, man. It's good to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you, thank you. Of course, of course. So let's let's get a little bit of background. Tell us about where you're from, a little bit about your story. We're going to dive into plant medicine here in a second, but I want to get a little intro so everybody Um, knows. We're basically a family. That's my nephew, Joe. Um, I grew up in Orange County, uh, Huntington Beach. Awesome. No, so I was one of those crazy kids that were running around doing <clears throat> way too much acid and just <laughs> causing trouble as a kid in the, in the 80s and all, all the, the good times. All the stories I was hearing yeah. about in North Dakota. Yeah. yeah awesome. Exactly. Awesome. So I was one of those, you know, pain in the ass kids. And, then, um, you know, we've been doing cannabis since I was 14, 13 is when I started messing with it. Mm. Um, I was very fortunate at a young age. I met a Vietnam veteran. And uh, before I got too fucked up on drugs, he started hanging out with me, started teaching me about guns. We'd go shooting, start blowing shit up. That's right. You know I mean? Yeah, as a you young know? man, you're all over it, that. Yes, enjoying our freedoms, blowing shit up. It was wonderful times. And uh, he truly used, you know, cannabis for medicine back then because he was a Vietnam vet. He mm-hmm. served two terms over there. He went through some shit. And uh, 
every time he'd get sick, he wanted cannabis. And so I'd always send him ounces in the mail. I always yeah. send it out to him. Right. You know, he showed me how to grow. He showed us how to be the beginning of making the butter that we make today. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so this goes way love. back then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so as he's a little kid, he wasn't doing nothing yet. You know, he was yeah. young. And so I kept telling him as a little guy, you know, if you ever smoke cannabis, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we waited till he was about 18. We turned 18. He came to my apartment, brought a bag of, uh, you know, stems and seeds squished together. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we made it put that away. I busted out some of ours and uh, we've been smoking ever since. So. You know, during the early days of us doing a black market, mm-hmm. you know, I'd always store all my stuff at his house when it gets scary for me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, all in the know, family, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. he's been working with me for over 25 years just in that area. So we went legal. We started, you know, of course, we're going to continue moving together. Right. You of know, course. We had our own storefront for a little while. We had a delivery service for a little while, you know. Wow. So we keep changing it up. I was going to say, you've really been through the gamut. Mm. You've done it all. Yep, it's been a crazy run. That's amazing. And Joe, have you you've worked at a, a part of of all of those? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been uh, side by side with them from yeah from all the different steps, everything we've gone through, from growing it, packaging it, we've yeah delivering it, one storefronts. It yeah, it's been a crazy crazy. 20, 30 some odd years. Come a long way from that first bag of sticks and stems, huh? Oh, long <laughs> ways from that good old brickweed. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah it, was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And then we grew for a while in warehouses. Okay. Yep. Got to do that for a while. We went yep. through a couple different ones, had our issues there, you know, blowing out electrical panels. Yes. <laughs> the same thing that you go yeah. through issues with the air conditioning. All that water problem. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. Getting kicked out of buildings. Mm-hmm. And so. What are you doing in here? Absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we had a lot of good times. That's fantastic. So, you started that grow. That guy, the Vietnam vet, he taught you how to grow too. <clears throat> yeah. We would grow in his backyard and um, we'd make edibles and we would sit around, and smoke lots of weed. And uh, he was against alcohol. Yeah. So, it was mainly Which about is weed. Yeah. Also huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome, especially at that age. So we smoked a lot of weed, and we talked a lot about guns. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's very on brand, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you really got introduced to it almost immediately as a medicine. Yeah, when I was young, because of him, he was the only one talking that way. And um, I remember young, I used to laugh at him, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, <laughs> sure it is medicine. As a yeah. ass kid, you know. Right. <clears throat> so we really didn't start um, understanding that as medicine until we opened up our own store in Newport Beach. Mm. Which Joe was there when we did that. We were so obs- obsessive what, what, with what we did is we tested everything. We met one of the very first labs in the industry. What was his name? Kenna uh, uh, Chemistry. Kenna Chemistry. So there, he was fresh out of college. He got himself a mass spectrometer, and he was testing for THC, CBNs, and CBDs. Wow. He knew. He knew. So we started working with him right off the bat. So we started testing the cookies, which we found out were way through the roof. They were way too strong. And he was warning us and warning us. That's why we started testing with uh-huh. him. So, too strong as in you were getting... Like three, 400 mils per cookie. <laughs> and there'd be like 10 in a bag for $10. <laughs> we were These, fucking running out in a day. Putting great. people in comas over here just <laughs> on a cookies. <laughs> it, we have some crazy stories from that place, man. But we started um, having a lot of people come down from the hills. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the women were trying to get off their psychotherapics. <clears throat> ah. And so we would, you know, I'm a talker. 
Yep. And so we would sit there and Joe's a talker. We'd talk to them and we'd get them off their pills and we would tell them which strains were better than other mm -hmm. strains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so we start showing them CBNs truly cause anxiety. So literally 40 to 60% of people that smoke weed can't smoke sativas because of the CBN content. That's why they bug out. Wow. So we learned this a long time ago from our charts. We had a girl one time come in. <clears throat> she was crying, upset because she got off her meds, she was doing great, and it's either me or Joe, we usually greet her, and we show her the book, and we go through everything with, like we always did. Right. Someone else was there, and they did it wrong, and she got something that was crazy high in CBNs, lost her shit, came back crying, we went through the book, we found it, we swapped it out, gave her the new stuff, she called back, everything was great. Great, of So course. we started learning this with a lot of different people, and now, 11 years later, it's still the same way. I talk to people about this all the time, I'm always out, doing stuff and they're constantly telling me that you know they're taking it for sleep but they have night terrors or they still wake up with anxiety well I, and i tell them stop taking that shit take something better and then they do and then it goes away and everything changes yeah. so there's a reason why people say they bug out cbns so CBNs. there's a big, big problem in this industry <clears throat> excuse me no problem that um people are selling cbns as a sleep aid mm. and i hate to break it to people but it's not you know, maybe, like I said, 40, 50% might enjoy CBNs, you know? Yeah. Good for them. I'm, I'm very happy for them. <laughs> they're right, lucky. Right. Yeah, they're you know? the lucky few. But they should mark it on the packaging that that other percentage, <clears throat> if they take that for sleep, it's bad for them. And it doesn't help you with sleep. If you look at the packaging and what the other ingredients are, kava kava, mm -hmm. skullcap, valerium, a bunch of other plant medicines yes. that actually help them sleep. It's things not the CBN. Yeah, it's the natural things that help so, you with the, with so the sleeping. So when you're making this nasty stuff distillate, ew, I'm against mm. distillate, I'm sorry. Okay. It is what it is. Yep. So when you make this and you separate it all and you end up with this stuff called CBNs, you know, yep. what are they going to do with it? They just they just paid money for it. Right. Sell it in some way. We got to sell it somehow, right? How do That's we right. sell it? <clears throat> it makes you go to sleep. Yeah, we got a gummy, a tincture. Uh-huh. Wow, so it's like it's almost like the repurposing from trim, right? When you take the trim and you get the well, shaking, you put that in the joints is, and things the like CBNs that. CBNs is like a bad grower. You know, the old okay. school way of looking at it is when the way we looked at it back in the day is it's like a, like a fine strawberry. Mm. There's that perfect time to pick it when it's perfectly sweet and just perfect. Mm-hmm. That's a pot plant. You know, we used to use the lens, we'd look at the crystals, and we'd study it, you know, the last two weeks, constantly obsessed with these fucking things. Right. And the love, that's where the love was at, you know? Yep. It's not there anymore. Now it's just by days, times, and hours, you know? Right, because <laughs> I mean, now no you love. got it down to the, the structure yeah, and the routine. It's, it's gotten lame now. So we used to look at it that way. So when THC gets to a certain point, it starts to oxidize, and it, it can change into CBNs. Okay. And that's from somebody either not drying it properly or letting it stay on the plant too long. Ah. Unfortunately, with a lot of CBD, I mean, sativas, mm -hmm. and since it's a 12-week plant, whatever THC starts forming at the six weeks, by 12 weeks, it's fully changing the CBNs. Oh, and that's, so, it's only halfway through. That's why a lot of people say they, they bug out on CB, I mean, on sativas. Because it's so much stronger. It's so much more prevalent. Yeah, and when we used to do the testing, it always came up, always came up. It was crazy. Wow. Crazy. That's amazing. And you don't hear people talk about this anymore, and it really blows my mind. Well, that's the thing, is maybe there just aren't enough of those conversations being had. 
maybe. We can start it. That's <laughs> maybe. it. I hope so. I hope that's the only reason. <laughs> right. Well, you. I know. Well, you. It's, it's it's crazy to me. I love how you were able to when that that woman came back to you and she was crying. She was hysterical. She said, "I can't do this. I don't whatever." You just knew immediately to change the profile. Is it a different terp profile? Nope. It's just that CBN sucks ass. Yeah. So you just got to yeah. take the CBN. I remember out. what time we got hash, and it was like. Fuck, 15, what was it, like 15, 20%? It was some crazy percentage. And uh, I remember giving it to my brother, to Joe, give it out to, to the crew, and everybody came back the next day so anxiety now, like, here, here, you can have this shit back. Nobody wanted it. I remember I smoked it, and, man, it gave me anxiety from hell. Because it was all of the CBNs. Yeah, yeah, so people should go out there and just do some, find themselves some really high CBN hash, and then you'll see what I'm saying. <laughs> you'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. right, everybody needs that yeah. true experience Ooh. for themselves. So oh, it yeah. really doesn't have anything to do with the Terps as far as that goes. Okay, as I got you. As far as old school goes. We know old school, we didn't worry about the Terps. No. We didn't. No. No, that we just wanted to get it. high. I was about we to just, just get, high. To get, get high. high. Make sure the shit's clean, mm -hmm. smells good, tastes good, and it's not full of fucking poison. Mm -hmm. That was it. It was a fine strawberry. No chemicals, no pesticides. No just chemical, grow. no pesticides. Like a fine strawberry. So yeah. let's talk about, so you got a favorite strain? Of all the years that you guys have been smoking, I'm curious, from the two of you, what is your favorite strain to smoke that you've always just, your comfort, that's your go-to? Uh, one that I grew for 10 years, it was a, we called it G13. Mm-hmm. It was actually called Australian Skunk crossed with American G13 crossed in Australia. Ooh. I knew some guys that had a club called like the Bamboo Room or something like that on the internet mm -hmm. back in the late 90s. Yeah. They would trade seeds around the world. And so this guy got the seeds. He grew the plants out, sent them to my buddy, got the seeds, and then he gave them to me, and I was the only one who got them. Wow. So after I hatched them, there was like three of us that had them for the whole entire time, and the strain's now gone forever. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's something you smoke that you'll, that'll, that'll never exist again. And the real super silver haze. Mm -hmm. The real one from the 94 cup in that area, 94, 95 cup, that real strain, fuck, that one was the best. It was not a sativa. That was more of a crazy hybrid. I just So smoked, good. I just smoked some unbelievable super silver haze in Amsterdam that... That's where it started. I mean, that's... that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. That was where they pointed me right away. The guy yep. was like, you got to get some of this super yeah. silver haze right here. And I'm like, okay. We took it and sitting by the river and my girl and I were like, how long Best. have we been sitting here? <laughs> like, what Space. What the, holy shit. Like, we got to get the weed. We thought the California weed was good the year. Like, what? That's yeah. amazing. No, that, that was some of the best. But in early days, I would say like um, in the early days of the Grateful Dead, Chemdog and uh, the original Chainwreck. The original train wreck and Chemdog, they were great. The Chemdog is what turned into OGs. You know, yeah. it literally, people just don't understand that's where the it came birthplace from. of OGs yeah. is, is Chemdog. Yeah, it was a Chemdog. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and the original Sour Diesel, holy, uh, yeah. <clears throat> we don't see stuff like that anymore. Now it's everyone's concentrated on everything looking a lot the same. Everything's got to be purple and blue. Yeah. Everything's got to smell fruity like fruity pebbles. Right, people love that, or they love that big stink. I love, I love gas. I love OGs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. I love. I'm an indica guy. Yeah, I'm an indica type person. I, as well. I, I, I miss true Bubba, mm. true indica, true Master Kush, true Hindu Kush. Yeah, that's just, just the true, the true, delicious. true Kushes. It's funny. I started true as Kushes. a sativa guy. Joe, what about you? What do you love to smoke on, man? Uh, 
pretty much all the Indicas, like he was talking about, the G13, that was like all of our favorite strains and everything. But even not being an Indica guy, back in the day, the Blue Dream that we used to grow, oh, my God, it was just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, we could not grow enough of it. People were just <laughs> obsessed with it. The big colas that would come off these plants were just... Yeah, that was fun to grow. Oh. Wow. That was the first strain that I looked for when I came out here. Was the was Blue the Dream. Blue Dream. Yeah, that I, was the right genetics. That stuff was really good. I know a lot of growers got tired of it, and people got tired of it because it got really grown out a lot. But I, I still really like it a lot. I'd say definitely in my top ten for sure. Right. Especially when sure. it's done right. Yeah, especially when it's done right. It's beautiful. Or even the strawberry oh, cough. Ooh. Yeah, the strawberry cough was sick, too. Strawberry cough mm. is another great one. Yeah, Romulan. Remember purple, purple Romulan? <sighs> mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We were just purple talking. Urkel. We were ta- just going to say, we were just talking about when Grape Ape came out. Yeah, Grape Ape. You don't oh, see none of that anymore. You don't see any of that anymore. <laughs> no. It's not the same. Now everything is, like you said, it's a, everything is hybridized. That's really big right now. Cross genetics is a very, very big thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I mean, has brought us some really crazy stuff. You know, I have a buddy of mine that's been showing me some stuff lately. <clears throat> and um, these new smells that I've been smelling. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah. I, what, what are the names of those strains? Oh, I'm really God. bad when it comes to yeah, especially no, nowadays. You know? just so Phew. crazy. It's not yeah. simple, remember? It's not quite yeah. simple. Like no, some of the names are like the Cruddy Kid names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of those, yeah. Some of those strains, the smells are insane. Crazy. There's a yeah, Miyagi the Doe. Like the Mi- Miyagi Doe or Mi- whatever. Yes. There's yeah, the, the, the smell on that is insane. Mendo Mac. We just, uh, we just got to get a whiff of the Mamba 24 that LA Traditional grew. Hmm. And it's like Mamba 24. They grew a Kobe Bryant specific strain that's purple as shit. And you're like, wow, that is... I, I mean, it's beautiful. How could I be mad? I just want to know what it tastes like. That look, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. I never would have imagined in my life, growing up when I first started smoking weed with my dad when I was 18, that like there would be designer strains. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, <clears throat> personally, I would rather have um, stuff grown in either soil or cocoa as much organic as you possibly can versus how most of this stuff we're talking about is grown now in Rockwell cubes and um yeah Rockwell is the is the move yeah, right now isn't it yeah it it takes away a lot from the plant mm. you know what i mean if you really want to get to medicine yeah and you really want to be holistic about it <clears throat> you're never going to get it from artificial lights the only way you can make that plant 100% medicine is it needs to be grown by the sun in beautiful organic soil in the mountains mm. Period. 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 Wow. Period. There's so, true, so, there's so, true there's so much that the plant has to offer, it's not even funny. And that's why we chose the, the farm we work with. So the farm we work with is called Big Rock Farms up in Humboldt. Uh-huh. They've been up there for 35 years. Um, you know, AJ's one of the legends up there. He's been one of the guys that have been supplying Southern California forever. <laughs> Shout out to AJ. Thanks you know, for everything, yeah, literally yeah. everything we've got here. So he has some of the craziest stories of, you know, growing stuff up in trees and stuff like that. And, you know, some Shit. crazy stuff. So the way he grows, you know, they don't rototill the ground. They leave the mushrooms alone. They leave the microbes alone. They leave everything in the ground that's growing alone. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they love the ground. They make their own nutrients. They don't it's bring like anything in. Like living soil almost? Yeah, living soil. No, exactly. Yeah. It's living soil. If he was yeah. here, he could explain it better. But yeah, it's living soil. Yeah. Nothing ever gets sprayed on it. It's the most beautiful farm. It's insane. So when you make your product from it, you feel the difference. Yeah. You truly do. Yeah. Well, you can. 100%. I have a friend that grew um, cannabis outdoor here in West Hollywood using living soil. And I smoked the first batch he grew versus the second batch when he used living soil. Totally different product. Yeah, you, you get so much more benefit out of it. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Not even funny. As yeah. long as you can keep it from having to spray it, you know, growing it in this part of California, spraying is a motherfucker. Mites mm. and shit everywhere. So yeah. one thing I'll recommend to everybody out there, <clears throat> if you really want to stay away from poisons, use alcohol. Ah. Alcohol is great. So, you know, I had a lot of people tell me to use alcohol. Like you know? isopropyl rubbing yeah, alcohol? Yeah. The older generations, they would tell me this. So I was taught by people that are, you know, 10 years older than me. Right. Which was awesome. So for a long time, I was one of those guys that used a lot of poisons. And, you know, I started feeling a little nauseous and getting sick from it. <laughs> right. You get headaches, getting oh, dried there. out he, you know, mm-hmm. I tell him to get the fuck away from there. And I'm going in there and I'm coming out of there not suiting up. Oh, like a biohazard <laughs> suit. Yeah. Eventually I started wearing one of those because I started feeling like, <laughs> man, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> um, so basically what I did when it, to make sure it was legit is I took some clones, a whole tray. I think there was like 50 of them in there. Mm-hmm. I sprayed them like eight times a day for a week straight just to see if it damaged them or hurt them. It never hurt them. No. Never hurt them. Nothing. So basically when they're babies, you can do, well, not babies, babies. When they're baby babies, you want to do like a 50-50, but when they're teenagers, mm. you can do like 75-25. Wow. And just eradicate them, the mites. Eradicate them. That is some real game. Eradicates them. Right there. And it evaporates instantly. You can, you can do this even at like... You know, the sixth week of flower, seventh week of flower, if you're really fucked and life is really sucking ass. Right. And you have no choice. Yeah. You know, I can use neem oil. No, don't fucking use that because no, it's going to smell like shit. That. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Use rubbing alcohol or go buy the best alcohol you can buy, water it down. And I'd say at that period, if you're at the seventh week and you have to spray it, I'm sorry, maybe mix it at. 40% with 60% out water because you know at that point the crystals are so you know dominant on dominant the plant and right, you'll just it, wipe everything out if you yeah, use too strong of a mix it'll just pop them all so right. you know you just gotta be careful that's awesome that's some serious game for anybody out there that grows that's that's incredible we really appreciate you sharing that that's some some legendary knowledge yeah it's, it's so easy you stop poisoning yourself <laughs> right stop poisoning yourself and anybody else you may be growing these this delicious medicine for um, speaking of medicine, I'm really excited to talk about this. We previewed a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about your journey into plant medicine. Mm. Mm-hmm. What What has been your experience, not just cannabis, but your journey into uh, I don't entheogens? Give, I and, don't give cannabis, cannabis 100% for what I've gone through and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. I really don't. I give you know Mother Nature the credit. Right. You know That's fair. Well, she's the reason for all of yeah. it anyway. Yeah. No, like, so like I was saying, I was, you know, 400 pounds. I was a drug addict of 25 years. You know, my drug of choice was pharmaceuticals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it didn't really matter what it was, you know, it just, I liked pharmaceuticals. I had friends who were doing Coke and Speed and they'd get wired me. I'd go take a nap on Coke and Speed. Yeah. So I was scared of death of needles. So I didn't want to do heroin. So I got yeah. into pills that would give me energy and that'd get me going out. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know. I'm hyperactive. I'm ADHD, so... Same, yeah. 
So those are the type of things I like. So put so that in, and it's like somebody just winds you yeah, up, right? Exactly. Uh, so for zoom. 25 years, I was zooming. <laughs> <laughs> 25 yeah. years. Yeah. And I woke up one day, and you know the waterworks weren't working no more. <laughs> 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 I woke up, but I couldn't go pee, and I'm going, wait a minute. I drank a bunch of beers last night and had a good meal and all this. I'm thinking, oh fuck, something's really wrong. Yeah. So I didn't tell anybody for like a week or my wife. Nobody. I thought I had like a bladder infection, so I started drinking kombuchas. <laughs> Hey, I'm about 400 pounds, too, and I'm on a lot of drugs. I'm on a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. So after a week goes by, I start telling Joe, and I start telling my wife, I'm like, hey, I haven't peed in a week. <laughs> you know, we're growing weed, so Joe's working me in the garden. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm getting angry and angrier and just kind of pent up because, you know, boy, I'm kind of worried. You're just swelling, too. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah, whole so, body, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So I went to the doctor, and uh, she's like, she didn't want to stick her finger up my ass because she's a female doctor. Well, that's nice of her. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're like, well, I prefer you instead of him. But yeah. but I, uh, why, I was very thankful at that time. Yes, and you know, but she told me to go home and wait. So I waited another two weeks. So I was I didn't pee for three weeks. But I was still on drugs the whole time, so I didn't feel anything. <laughs> um, so when I finally got to the doctor, he's basically telling me like. If, he doesn't put a catheterize in me and all that good stuff that he had to do to me that I would be dead by the time I left his building. And I, I'm one of those guys I don't submit ever in my life. I've never submitted. I'll, I'll go right through the wall and I'll just keep going. Yeah, I don't, fuck I don't it. submit. Fuck it. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. You know, I live my own world. Always right. have, always will. Love and that. Uh, I thought he was seven feet tall. He stood in front of the door and he's blocking the door going, I'll fight you. I will fight you and I will not let you out of this building because I have to do this. Otherwise you will die. And I remember looking up at him. I'm I'm six one. You yeah. know, I'm, he's seven at this point. I think he's seven foot. So I think I'm looking up at him, going, "Holy fuck!" But I was really sitting down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, <laughs> and so I go, "Oh fuck." Okay. So I let him, you know, stick me, and uh, they drained like. I think your bladder is only supposed to hold like 500 mils. Mine had over like just about 3,000 mils in it. He was poking my belly, going, "How come you don't feel this?" What? <laughs> yeah, he thought I was crazy. He's like, how come you don't feel this? And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh boy, I don't feel nothing. He's like, you don't feel this? You haven't peed in that long? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I ended up... pop like a balloon. <laughs> so I ended up having to be catheterized for six months. So I went through the whole it, process where you start enjoying the torturer. Your torturer becomes your friend. Right. Hi, how's the kids? Oh, they're great. How's your puppy? Oh, you're late at the table. She's yanking this thing out of you and popping it back in. You're like, this is, this is odd. And as I got sober, because at that point I decided, okay, I'm not doing drugs anymore. I started changing my diet. I changed everything. Um, I started, like, uh, having heart problems. They wanted to put a pacemaker in me. And you were how old? 40. <sighs> so when I was 40 years old, I started, I blacked out about 60 times. I had about three major, major concussions. Just all hell broke loose. You know what I mean? The prostate was shot. They're telling me that I would never pee right again, that I would never be able to, you know, get a boner again. All these horrible fucking things. Never have kids. And I'm like, oh, I'll never have a kid. I'm 40. I'm thinking, well, fuck, I want one now. Right. How can all you tell sudden. me I don't want, <laughs> I want one now? <laughs> so as I got sober, you know, it was six months that I was dealing with this shit with these people. Wow. These torturers. That's so long. And so I'd say three months after sobering up and after having, you know, I think the first concussion... I really started like not sleeping anymore because <laughs> I wasn't on drugs anymore, so I didn't sleep anymore. So I'd be up pretty much all night. So your body didn't know how to function. Yeah, I just stayed up all night, and so I started studying the periodic table. And then I started. Uh, I started. I went through the kitchen and I went at every package, and I I couldn't read it. I looked it up on the internet. What the fuck is this shit? And what does it do to my body? 
And I got, I wow. bugged out. I mean, I bugged out. I went psychotic on this shit. I threw everything away in the house. Everything, <laughs> everything. Okay, all right. And then I sought out um, a health practitioner that's yeah. a homeopathic. Okay. Wonderful man. He was awesome to me. Um, he really got me focused in on how to get my body healing and what direction to go in. He Amazing. told me, and he told me, don't stop going to the Hogue. Okay. Keep seeing those same doctors, but listen to me at the same time. Do your research. We're going to get you through this. What is your goal? And I go, my goal is I want to satisfy my wife again. You know, I want to be a man again, you know, because yeah. at one right. point I wanted to die. I was ready to die. I looked at my wife when we decided to do the first surgery. I was like, are you sure? I'd rather die. And she's like crying and all that shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go do this shit, even though, <laughs> you know. So like, I, I don't want to deal with yeah, this if yeah, this doesn't work. Yeah. It's basically, it's like a rotor rooter. They don't take the prostate out. They just rotor rooter you. Oh. Yeah, I had to have that done twice because they did it wrong the first time. Oh. <laughs> it was some brutal fucked I hope the second shit. time was free, but it's America, so you know it won. Oh, no, no, no. Get this. After the insurance money ran out, of course, then I severed my Healy attendant. I'm shocked. And then they went and do surgery on my healing tendon, so it had to heal back by itself. So What? <laughs> yeah. Man. All at the same time. And then the kicker is my wife got pregnant. So as I got healthy. Let's go. <laughs> In the middle of the darkness. Oh, right? it gets, it's insane. I'm telling you. So during the process of me getting sober and healing my body, I lost 140 pounds. Amazing. Like within a year, like a year and a half, a year. It was like, I don't remember time. I'm bad, right? About a year? About that, yeah. Yeah, I'm bad with time. Time doesn't exist to me, it's really. It's a flat circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I started uh, just studying and studying it, and I started getting into taking mushroom powders. I started getting into taking blue-green algae, chlorella, iodine, vitamin D, and amino acids, and a whole bunch of wonderful things that my body was missing in. And then I started listening to scientists that are not doing it for fame. They're not doing it for money. They're doing it because of humanity. Yeah. You know, they don't they, care about no. their what they receive out of no, it. They, no, no, they no, just no, no. want to heal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things about me, I haven't said, I, I follow the dead around. So I very, I very, I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. So I have certain beliefs that I believe in, from the way I grew up. You know, yeah. I so, love that. I do. I love that. So it's just been a different ride. So after I figured all this stuff out. I started feeling better and started feeling better. So I started hitting the doctor up, started asking him, how does this happen? How did my body manifest? I told him, I love LSD. I like fractals. I know it never ends. It just keeps going on. And he would just look at me all weird, like, what the fuck's he saying? <laughs> and I'd go out of red. And then finally one day he said, fuck, you got to shut the fuck up, Robert. That's enough. No more. I'm just a fucking glorified plumber. I could take your prostate out. I could fuck with your bladder. I could put it all back together again and send you on your way. I don't know anything about nutrition. I don't know why. I don't know why. And that's why I started, <laughs> that's why I started studying the periodic table. I had to know why did I swell up? Yeah, because you doctor did I do to myself? The so the reason why I bitch about these artificial flavors and artificial colors, guess where they store? Why? In your prostate as a man. Oh. As a woman, in the boobies, in the uterus. Really? So I started listening to these doctors. These doctors have no, they want nothing out of it. They just want to save humanity. These are wonderful doctors. Right. Um, I just started listening to them in the way the body works and the way you're supposed to look at it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mother Nature has all these great things here for us to eat. And once man takes them and turns them to a synthetic or processes them and puts them in a package, mm -hmm. they put a bunch of fillers in there and a bunch of horrible colors and flavors and all this bad chemicals in there. Right, stuff to make it and, taste better. Yeah, and they put enough in there to say that if you eat one of these a month, it's okay. 
But if you eat one a day, you're going to build these chemicals up in your body. Your prostate's going to swell. Your boobies are going to get little lumps in them because your body's going to store these chemicals. So now if you're one of these people that eat four or five of these things a day, oh, shit. By the time you're 40, your prostate's swollen up and you can't pee. When I was in there, there was 20-year-olds 20, 20 in there that couldn't pee. I've talked to a bunch of men about this because I get obsessed with this type of stuff now. Right. And the best thing you can do as a man is you start taking iodine. Okay. Especially if you eat shitty, you're going to have prostate problems. If you wake up two, three times a night, you're going to have some problems. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Ask your doctor. All men have prostate problems. It is what it is. But it's because of what you eat. If you continue to eat shitty food, gummies and sodas and all these artificials, artificial flavors, artificial colors, your prostate will go out on you. Mm. So the, what they put on the back of the package is a daily value or whatever it is, it's not meant to be a food. It's a snack. It's meant to be a snack. Yeah. So if you're eating 400 milligrams of gummies and you're eating four times a day, 100 mils four times a day, that's way too much. Yeah. <coughs> and then it causes dementia. It causes all kinds of mental problems, depression. It causes so many bad things for us. It's not even funny. So wow. I really dove into this. And once I stopped all that madness... Next thing you know, I was peeing fine. My prostate shrank down. I didn't know I had a prostate anymore, and now I'm fine. You I got a six-year-old son. I got a six-year-old. Six but during this process, I started it. So after the second surgery, they told Let's me. Go. <laughs> I'm so hyped on that. Like, that's you know, a, like not to stop, thing, right? not to just <laughs> pass right thing. over that because they were it's telling you thing. you'd never be able to get an erection again, and you got oh. a six-year-old son. Well, so. I got one. When I had the catheter in me, I got one one night. I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like... <laughs> Like, you know, I was on a chalkboard, and I woke up. I was like, holy shit, and I stood up real quick. Like, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, the hose yanked on it, and I blocked out. Of course. <laughs> too ex too excited. The fuck out. Too right. excited. I and woke up. My wife's all scared to death. What's wrong? What's wrong? And yeah. Good news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good news. Good, good it's, news, it's babe. Lucky. So you started, to take, you started taking mushroom powders while you were doing this. Yeah, mushroom powders are amazing. <clears throat> the person that you want to dive into is Paul Stimmitz. Yeah, he is the mushroom Big king. Big shots, it's Paul Stamets. Yeah, I I uh, focused in on him a lot during uh, those, like ni those nights like, of not sleeping. You, you know? like Terrence McKenna as well? Um, he's okay. Okay, he's okay. That's different. Yeah, you know, I had my own LSD journeys when I was a kid. Before I was I like to ask was, people so. when, when they bring up Paul Stamets, I'm like, yeah. well, how do you feel no. about Terrence McKenna? It's a different realm. I did a lot of LSD when I was a young man, and I didn't even know who that was. So right. when I listened to him, it's stuff I already experienced, so I really never got into him, to be honest with okay. you. I've already been down that path. I like that. I appreciate yeah. that honesty. I used to so eat way, way, way <laughs> too much acid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look, you said you follow the dead around, so. I still eat mushrooms almost on a daily basis. I went a whole year straight on them every day, and now... You know, I took some today. Last time I did, took some was about a week ago. And then, mm. you know, sometimes I will three days on, three right. days off. And whatever. that's a microdose? Mm, sometimes. <laughs> 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 Depends on what I'm doing. Right. I like one. Like, to, like today was a small dose. It was just 2.5. Yeah. Not grams, but, you know. Right. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm being good today. I got to drive. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, absolutely. What about you, Joe? Are you, do you, is that part of your routine? Have, has, uh, have entheogens and plant medicine been a big part of your journey as well? Uh, not as much. I'm slowly. I'm getting. <laughs> well, you it. trust me. You've got yeah, the Jedi right oh, here. Yeah. So. I've been preaching to him for 25 years, well, his whole life. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, but I just I try to watch what I eat and all that, and it's uh, definitely 
It, I, I do see the benefits of it. There is is, is definitely a lot. <laughs> well, he watched me. He saw me going from dying to coming back alive again and taking on the legal cannabis industry, which is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it really it's, is. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he's seen me go from one moment to the next. He saw, you know, when my wife got pregnant, everybody was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, everyone, nobody believed it. Like, what the fuck? Stand You're there. dead a month ago. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> but it was painful. It hurt. It yeah. Was, it's like, is this bondage? <laughs> it was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. I remember, I remember uh, it was like two days after they pulled it out after the second surgery, my dick actually tipped split in half. Oh! Because they wrote a rooter. They put a funnel in you, and then they shoved the tools down in there. Ooh! Insane shit. Mm -hmm. So I remember two days later, I woke up and it was like, you know, feeling good. I was like, wow, this is interesting. Made my wife wake up real quick. You know, good two seconds of pain. <laughs> right. And then uh, I'd say two weeks later, you know, she came home and, um, you know, I was still being, you know, hating the world, still hating everybody. Yeah. Living in a very, very dark place. Yeah. Mental health. Like, you want to talk mental health? They said that I was bipolar, I was 80, I was everything that's imaginable in the book. They wanted to fucking lock my shit up because I lost <laughs> it. I'd say uh, this last week I was like, you know, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, so I would never do something to myself. But I remember waking up every day right. just saying, you know what, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. I want to just check the fuck out, I'm done. Right. So whenever you're ready up there, whoever, whatever entity it is, I don't give a fuck what the data you want to call it. It is what it is. Yeah. Come get me. I'm ready to go home. Let's do this. And it never came. So one day she came home and she was crying all upset. I figured I was a dick or something. Right. You know, I was a dick to everybody. Joey will vouch for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's got your back, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We know I'm very honest. I was yeah. a fucking asshole. Um, I've all so, been there. Yeah. Appreciate that honesty. Oh, yeah. So when she got home, she was crying, so I figured I was just being a dick, and then, you know, I made her tell me, you know, I was like, what the fuck, you got to tell me what's going on, you can't just come home crying, that's fucked up, you know right. what I mean? what's wrong? So she's like, I'm fucking pregnant, you fucking asshole, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I basically, like, dropped to my knees, and every single emotion that you can imagine go through your body hit me like a lightning bolt. I believe that. Right in the motherfucking chest. <sighs> like, everything, like, holy fuck. Fuck, whatever that was, was better than any drug I've ever taken in my life. Because mm. there was no more love in my heart. My mm. soul was completely gone. My heart was gone. I was dead inside, literally. And, and in it, that moment. In that moment, it turned the fuck on. Like, people talk about it. It's like, that shit zapped, ain't real, but no, it is real. I couldn't fucking believe it. you back to life. Yeah, my little son did it to me. When she said she was pregnant, I looked at her, I grabbed her, gave her a hug, and I told her, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Went back to the doctor two days later for my follow-up. Told the guy, hey, my wife's pregnant. He turned completely white, sat down, and said, how's that happen? <laughs> they told me I had bladder cancer. They wanted to cut, like, one side of my bladder went rock hard. The other side blew a coffee cup out. So oh. I, have, I have a second bladder right now. Wow. I never let them go back and check it because it's brutal when they stick things up in there to look uh, in your bladder. Of course, it's yeah. Really it's really fucked up. Yeah, I believe that. So I just said, fuck, I'm going to let Mother Nature fix it. Otherwise, I'm going to just, I'm done with it. You know what I mean? So I never had it fixed, but everything's good. You know, if you just you just get off these fucking chemicals and focus in on these mushroom powders and these wonderful things, mm -hmm. people don't understand that people like Monsantos and Lily, mm -hmm. they make these wonderful synthetic drugs. They're great drugs. They're, they're they're geniuses. They've done a wonderful job on making them synthetic. Synthetic. You can go out to Mother Nature and get the same same product. And it's from Mother Nature, and it's not synthetic, and it's not, you know, not as concentrated. Yeah. It's not as concentrated. Right. That's one thing they got is they get, they get concentrated. Mm -hmm. 
Well, bring an inflammation, right? Yeah, inflammation but is the number one sign. You, you take Rishi and Chaga, it kills M1. I don't get sick. I've been traveling more in my life than I ever had in my life. More rental cars, more hotels, more planes since COVID started. It's been great. The beginning of COVID was awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so much fun. Everywhere for free. (laughs) Oh, it was so much fun. You you get to go 110 down the freeway, and the cops are like, they don't care. It was wonderful. Rishi and Chaga. But then you get into like Lion's Mane, and uh, that's Stemmets. He talks about all these. You get into uh, Cordyceps. Cordyceps are awesome. Mm. Cordyceps actually will help boost your testosterone. Yeah. Yeah, and they get you, like, you know, worked up. So when you're an old man, it'll make you feel 18 again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's another pro tip for anybody yes, listening out yes, there. Yes, 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 If you have low testosterone, do not take a pharmaceutical pill. Take cordyceps mushrooms. Mm. But the secret is, since I do not own these companies, I can tell people the truth about how much you're supposed to take. This is the bad part. They sell it in a pill form. Okay. But if you buy the pill form and you read the back of it, it says to take two a day. It's not enough. And you're paying $30 for a month's supply. Too much money. <clears throat> so if you find a good powder form of it, just in powder, yeah, it's like a couple months supply. So you want to get yourself a nice little crack scale and you want to consume four grams of it every day. If each one of them. Four grams of Rishin Chaga? Well, I take more than that. Yeah. yeah okay. Well. <laughs> but each each one you're of them a, separately. They, you're a Jedi. They, they make blends. They make a blend with all seven of them blended into one, and they tell you to take your dose out of that. That's not enough. You no. need to take four grams of each one of them in order to get the concentrate like Monsanto does. Mm. So all of them work together. So they wow. tell these people, hey, you can't have this concentration. You can't tell the public to take this much. You can't say it cures cancer. You can't say it cures this. You can't say it cures that. You can't say this. So these people can't say these things. Mm. Wow. So you take like, you know, tiger's tail. Stuff's amazing for breast cancer. It's insane what these things do. But the information's not readily available because... That's why people need to look up Paul Stemmets. You know. Do yourself a favor if you haven't yet. By the end of this episode, go look up Paul Stamets and do your homework on some yeah. Oceans. Trust yeah, it's us. Amazing. It's life-changing. As somebody who came from... Small North Dakota, right, was very sheltered, never really had any kind of experience with it before myself to, like, be able to dive into the pool head first and, expe- and experience and explore it. Like, it opened my whole worldview up. It changed my entire life. And my entire life, it was taught to me that it was like, this is bad for you. This will ruin your life. This will do it. Like, how can it be so bad if it came from nature? No. That's what I don't understand. Like, if it's why are all the things that are natural illegal, but everything that is created is. You can't pushed? patent it. There's your answer. Bang. There's no patents. Problem solved. You can't patent it. You can't patent Mother Nature. <laughs> you can't patent blue green algae. You can't. You can sell it. But you can you can't sell it, but it. you can't patent it. Wow, so, but if you, if you but make it synthetic, you can patent it. <laughs> that keeps the medicine available. Yeah. And that's what the best part about it is. Is that's 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 how it works. You spoke about that thing with mental health, and I want to ask the both of you this: <laughs> in your life, when you've been going through tough shit, right? When you've been in the middle of dark times, real adversity, and you have this thought that you're like, okay, you know, like the lights go out, or or you you just depressed, back up against the wall, and you you feel like you almost have nothing to do or nothing you can do. What do you lean on? What is your thing that helps keep the light on for you? 
whether it's an activity or it's a mantra or it's meditation or uh, it's consuming something, right? If it's taking medicine or herbs or whatever to help with your body chemistry, what is something for your mental health that you do consistently? Uh, I yell and bitch a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Word. (laughs) Yes. um, I'm very guilty of always saying what's on my mind. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't hold things in. Honesty is incredibly yes. important. Even to I find if I hold things in, I don't release it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It gets really bad on me. Okay. So as long as I release what I'm feeling, it's all good. Yep. You know what I mean? I live by what my heart and my soul tell me to do. Mm-hmm. So if I have to say something, I have to say something. That's great. You That's know? beautiful. <clears throat> but in my darkest days, I'd say just finding someone you can hang out with. Not necessarily, you know, try to talk to them. You know, they might not understand. Right. But just finding someone to hang out with <clears throat> to get you out of your normal world. Mm. Get you to go do something you would normally wouldn't do. Yeah. That's amazing. Just make you think different. Right. Just find someone who will be nice. Just do something different. Be around community. Yeah. Just around. do something different. If you're somebody who locks yourself in the house, you've never been to the Redwoods, go to the Redwoods. Yeah. <laughs> Redwoods are beautiful, man. Right. I go there a lot when, you know, being down here in the city starts driving me crazy. <clears throat> I hit the Redwoods quite often. I'm up there a lot. Or even if like, well, say, you know, maybe you're in Kentucky right now. If you don't have the Redwoods, but you're a person who stays inside, you can still get out and go for a walk. Or go fishing. Or go fish or do Just get anything. away from people. Just get right. away. Go just for a bike away. ride. Or if you need community, find somebody who can just hold space. So there's something that's called energy. Mm. And it's in all of us. Yes, it is. <clears throat> so I'm an energy person. <laughs> Same. I'm a 200% and, and, uh, energy person. It doesn't, it it doesn't lie to you. <laughs> no, it doesn't lie to you. No, so, you can't. So you can't of, even try. A lot of people, they get depressed and get in these weird places in their head. They don't understand their energy and they don't listen to it. Yes. So people, everyone has it. You yep. can call it your chi, you can call it your spirit, your soul, whatever you, whatever deity, whatever you believe in, right. they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I like to call it the energy. Yes. And we all have it. It don't matter if you're black, white, Chinese, Mexican, it don't matter. Right. We're Man, all the same color. We're all fucking rainbows. That's it. <laughs> Literally, we truly are fucking rainbows. All, it's the human what, race. Yeah. What Remember the fuck that. is an electric a lightning bolt? There's so many colors in that. When you make yeah. a spark, how many fucking colors are in spark? Look at the ocean. Look at fire. Look at fire. Literally so many different shades of it. We are that. Yeah. This is just a fucking vessel that this we a- that we treat like shit and we torture. Right. That's all this is, is a vessel. It's just a vessel. That's it. It's not the real thing. It's not the real thing. And you're going to be good to that real thing. Yeah, yeah, or you could fuck it up for a little while and then you uh, learn how to fix it. <laughs> right, but that's the thing. is like that's part of life. That's part of the journey. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I believe me. I I enjoyed fucking my vessel up. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, you know, when my son's older it's enough. It's a great time. Yeah, when mm-hmm. my son's old enough, he listens back to some of these things I've done, you know, I'm going to be like, had a good time. I don't, I don't recommend him doing it. Right. But I had a good time. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it. All right. None of it. No. Joe, what about you? Uh, me, uh, I've, uh, just pretty much, uh, I get out there of sunlight. I find really helps, uh, just getting out there. I love to get out to the beach when I get in a funk. Luckily living here in California and being in Orange County, yeah. we're not far off. So, right. Uh, and then, uh, just, and then I, 
on the right days, I, I really do enjoy getting in the car and driving and just getting out there, just cranking on the music and just losing myself. And, and the open just, road. Oh, yeah, and then obviously being with good people really helps a, a lot, uh, yeah. really, when you're in that funk and just want to be in that hole. But, no, you just got to, nah, this ain't it. You got to get around, get outside. Around you got to... Good people. Be around good, good people. Good people. There's a people lot of people out there energy. that pretends, but you, your energy will tell you if you can get yourself clean <clears throat> somehow and listen to your gut and listen to that energy, it will tell you that this guy in front of me right now is an asshole and you're not going <laughs> to want to spend much more mm-hmm. time there. Or this woman is going to fucking do something, some, whatever, whatever humans in front of you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're, you will know. You will You'll know. know. Trust it. You got to trust it. it, it and it's real. It's it so is. real. It's, you know, how I guide my life. It hasn't been easy. Takes you know? practice. It takes practice. It takes practice listening, yeah. just like yeah. it takes practice yeah. listening to human beings. Yeah. It takes practice listening but to your But life isn't guy. easy. That's the one thing I tell mm. people all the time. Life is a motherfucker. This yeah. is a journey. So I look at it as we're on a fucking crazy ass fucking train right now. This is fucking crazy train shit. Yeah. And we're here to learn something because if we fuck up, we're coming back and we're going to keep coming back until we learn until it. Until we learn it. So mm-hmm. one of the things I've learned after all the bullshit I've been through and what I've seen in this world is the best thing to do really is just to be kind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the true end all to be all is truly love. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's truly it. That's love, it. Love conquers everything. Because we are energy. Yes. That's it. You and, know what I mean? And, and you can and, choose what frequency yeah. to radiate at. Yeah. But there is yin and yang. Yes. So there is evil and there is good. No matter what deity you believe in, they all talk right. about it. That's right. There's, there's nothing we can do about it. There's the sun and there's the moon. There is, there's yin and yang. It is what it is. Right. It'll always be that way. Yeah. You so know? eventually when your turn's around, you'll, you'll become on the right side of things. You just have to learn it and be aware of it. Right exactly. now we're living in a time zone. <clears throat> I hate to say it that, you know, a lot of bad's going on. A lot of lessons being learned. A lot of lessons being learned. <laughs> right? Ooh, boy, yeah. that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> that is exactly how I choose to look at it. A lot of motherfucking lessons. <laughs> Big facts on a grand yeah, fucking scale. On a grand scale. Uh-huh. Ooh, Lord. I, like, yeah. strap in if you, whether you wanted your education or not. It's yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. Trust me. Trust that's me. why, you know, I, I'd rather just get people high. Yeah. Well, and he'd rather just get people high, so that's perfect because I want to talk about Grandma Bakers. Uh oh. All, right. All right. This is their company. It's family owned, right? You've been doing it for what, 38 years? Yeah, it makes me feel old. 38 <laughs> years I've been uh, been playing with the, the plant, 38 years. Wow. Crazy. And, and, and how, did the, how did the mission start? What, what was the impetus? I wanted to get high. <laughs> like high. all great things. Yeah, I wanted to get high. Yeah, I read it in a yeah. simple concept. Yeah, I wanted to get high. Fuck. I just wanted to get yeah, high. I wanted to get high. And so you were growing yeah, this. Like was it. this your original your thing? You said, uh, now I know you were doing this as you were following the dead around, right? In yeah, parking like lots. edibles and stuff like that. I started doing those with uh, Neely, the Vietnam veteran. And then as we got better with it, we'd start seeing the dead. We'd start bringing stuff with us on the shows. And we'd start selling at the lots. Yeah. we get to the next shows. One of those guys that lived in the car with my girlfriend. We stunk real bad. <laughs> we did a lot of drugs. I didn't drive. I didn't have a driver's license. So all I got to do is just eat acid the whole time. Otherwise, you get bored sitting in the Sweet. car for that many days. And that's it. You, that's it. You've got to be yeah. able to see something. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the beginning for a long time was just about just getting high. And then it got to the point where, you know, I wanted to start growing it myself. 
helping my buddy grow it, I, I got a fawn to it and wanted to start growing it myself. And um, yeah, it just grew from there. Yeah. Just always loved weed. I've always have. I've always preferred that over anything else. Yeah. And so you... It's always been good to me because I am an addict. Mm-hmm. I get addicted to shit fucking easy. Why do you think I did mushrooms for over a year straight? <laughs> right. Addictive <laughs> personality. Let's go. I can't, I can't do shit. Yeah. I can't, I can't be at a party <laughs> and somebody like, hey, you want to just do a bump for the fun? No. No, I can't. No. You don't understand where this is going to go. And they I'm, look at me like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you don't have to be sorry, but thank you, but... Fuck no. No, God. <laughs> I'm that guy. I can't do anything anymore. I can smoke weed. And so you, right. And so you made <laughs> this. Mushrooms. And so you made this edible company. Yeah, and we did that. We started doing that a long time ago. And it was just to get people high. I mean, back in the day, we would literally, we'd get people so fucked mm-hmm. up for heroin addicts. So really, if you want to rewind it way back, good Lord. It was back in like, uh, I used to play, I'm a drummer. Yeah. So we would play in like, during like the Jane's Addiction era. Yeah. AIDS was pretty big, maybe a few years before that. Yeah. So I used to make a lot of stuff for uh, AIDS patients. Yeah. And um, they were doing their Marinol. Yeah. And they didn't like it. It didn't work. So they would swap me their Marinol for the cannabis products. Yeah. It was a great relationship. That's great. But they would tell me way back then, this is the only thing that makes me hungry. I can't eat food. I can't sleep. So we started giving it to them as much as I could. And a lot of people today do not give the AIDS community the credit they deserve for where we are today. Right. People are taking so many things for granted to where we are today. It's not even funny. Well, we've come a long but way. But it started with, with the AIDS community way back when. And, and most of them are all passed away, unfortunately. Right. You know, but we owe them so much as the marijuana community. It's not even funny. And right. more people need to talk about that. Yeah. They were fighting for their sicknesses more than anybody. They went through some fucking shit. If you're old enough to remember, it was pretty bad back then. Yeah. Well, well, we've that's the thing is we've come a long way and we stand on the shoulders of giants. Right? And we appreciate how far that we have come and allow us to do what we do today, right here, right now. Y'all, I wanna thank my guests. I wanna thank Bob. Thank I, you. I want to thank Joe. Thank you. Y'all for being here. Grandma Baker's in the house. Before we get out of here, thank we want to let y'all know, wherever you at right now, whatever you're going through, no matter what life has handed you, you are enough and you matter. All right? And we got you. Yes, sir. Thanks for being here with us, y'all. We love you. We'll catch you next time. Thank Out. you. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.